I want to share with us a word this morning just to realign 24 a little bit and to bring the thinking of more into a more tangible way so that we can process what that is. I'm always cautious that sometimes when God speaks, we just take it intellectually, but we don't process it. You know, if you sat at a meal table and you never ate the food that was before you, it would be of little value to you. It may look good, smell good, it may even excite your palate, but if you don't digest it, it's worth nothing. You could actually sit at that table and die. <laughs> if you never ate the food, you would literally die. Amen. And so it is with the Word of God. We can look at the Word. We can get excited about the Word. Or we can allow the Word to transform us. And we partake of the Word. The Bible speaks, I believe it was Ezekiel the prophet. And the Lord said to him, eat. Eat the Word. Eat the scroll, the Word of God. Eat it. Because the eye is the entrance to your spirit. Not what comes out of a man, Jesus said, defiles him. Oh, sorry, not what goes into a man defiles a man. He's talking in terms of natural, but what comes out of the heart. And so we need to remember that our eyes are the gate to our heart. What we look at, we'll start to think about what we think about is what we become. Amen. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, if the eye is dark, the whole body is dark. If the eye is light, the whole body is light. Amen. Amen. So the title, if you need a title this morning of the message, Glory Be to God, Salvation in Jesus is a wholesome life. Salvation in Jesus is a wholesome life. It's like if you just continue to be saved and not allow yourself to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, it'll become a religion. It'll be like going to the gym. That's what I do on Sunday. I go to church. And it's not that you are anti-going to church, but is it having the impact? I can go to gym, and there's some big boys in the house this morning, but I could go with them and watch them and stand right next to them and leave as skinny as I am. You can come to the house of God. You can sit in the house of God. You can agree with everything that's being said, but do nothing about it. It's worthless. Amen. Amen. And so I want us to focus on salvation in Jesus is a wholesome life. And so in 2024, when God says, thinking of more, it's about apportioning more of our salvation 
through the Word of God to our lives so that it becomes a tangible way of life. Amen. Amen. Let's go with let's go to Romans 10 verse 8 to 13. Father, help me as I share your word. That by the Holy Ghost, I'll allow you, Spirit of God, to direct this ministry of the word. That I don't depend just on experience or past experiences. But the present truth of your word will be dissected and fed to your people this morning. This word of life that each and every one of us may receive sustenance in the spirit, transformation in the mind, confession of faith because of the truth of your word. And I thank you, Father, that in 2024, we'll elevate your word even more in this house, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I've heard believers say, why do, why do they always talk about the Word or why do you always talk about junk? I talk about life. Amen. You know, I think he gets too intense about the Word. You want to see how intense the devil gets about sin? He destroys lives. That's how intense he becomes about sin. Amen. You fight fire with fire. Amen. If you know anything about firefighting, they build fire breaks to stop the fire going further. If you're full of fire by the Holy Ghost, you'll stop the fire of hell coming into your life. Amen. Amen. But what does it say? The Word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith that we proclaim. And then we get people saying, what's with this faith all the time? Well, let me help you. That is the Word of faith which we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. The simplicity of faith confounds the minds of the unsaved and unbelieving people. The simplicity. Let me read it again. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, notice not Saviour, but Lord, is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. But with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, confession, sorry, and with the mouth, 
one confesses and is saved. I was saying to Lloyd, I've changed Bibles because my other one is literally falling to pieces. So I'm reading out of the, out of the um, ESV, English Standard Version, and um, I was going to confess the New King James. <laughs> so I had to go back here and just look. So in the New King James, that word saved is the word salvation. It means virtually the same thing. For the Scripture says, everyone. How many are here today? Everyone. Listen carefully. I don't know what you came in here this morning with your heart. When you brought your heart in here this morning, what you were thinking. But I want you to hear this. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. With the mouth, confesses and is saved. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. I really want you to grasp this. Everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. What do you believe this morning? If you walk in shame, you don't believe. I said, if you're walking in shame, you're not believing. Because the Bible says everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. I want you to see this morning that how the devil stops us to walk in faith is he shames us. He says, you're useless. Look what you, you keep saying, you came out of church saying you're gonna serve God, you're gonna believe God and look at you again. So he shames, which aligns with condemnation. Same thing, amen. So the Bible says in another place, I can't just think of the Scripture right now, I believe it's in the Old Testament, that He will give us double honour for the shame that sin has brought on our lives. Amen. You understand that? All right. So there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. Now we might be going to unpack that Scripture at a later stage, this verse 12. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. It doesn't matter what your nationality is. It doesn't matter what the colour of your skin is. It doesn't matter about anything doesn't matter whether you're educated, uneducated, half-educated. What's important is, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? And it's that believing that begins to position us so that He can bestow all riches upon us. Now let me help you, not to upset you, but let me help you. Those riches are not spiritual. They include, but they include natural things. Amen. You don't get a very big amen there. And that's all who call upon His name. That's what the Bible says. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so what I would like to do as the Holy Ghost allows me this morning is to unpack that word, saved. 
Let me show you again. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from the spirit of lack. And the spirit of lack is not just a material position. It is a spiritual position. It is a physical body condition, i.e., if you are sick, if you're suffering from any form of disease, or that is the spirit of lack. That is not God. Social, mental, anxiety. I was watching a, a documentary on Botswana um, with my wife yesterday afternoon. And um, the, one of the guys that was in the vehicle is a medical doctor. And during the interview, he was asked, it's the two partners that have gone in their vehicles that are talking, they're forming it. And the one guy asked the other guy, so what do you think about where we are? He said, anxiety has left me I've got to go back to that. Is that what he said? This is a very successful man, but he says, the pressures of my profession bring levels of anxiety. That's not God. I said, that's not God. I said, you don't say to me, you don't understand my responsibility. It carries a lot of anxiety. Hogwash. Look here, let's read it again. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from worry and anxiety. If you allow worry and anxiety to be a portion of your life, it will affect your thinking, it will affect your physical health, it will destroy vision, it will destroy in your mind and the faith in your heart the goodness of God, the understanding that He is no respecter of persons and that each and every one of us have access to Him. Can I get an amen? Amen. So let's go into the message. So thinking of more is a mandate that God gave to the family of Inside Church and to whosoever will lay hold of it. Why, why am I saying that? Well, many years ago, you know, I would study the Word of God and I would get revelation from the Lord. And this is before we planted the church with my wife. And I would share it with a particular pastor and he would preach it. And then I got upset. And I said, Lord, that's my revelation you gave me. He said, there is no patent on my Word for you. You do not hold a patent on the Word of God. The patent is kept with Jesus, the living Word. He's the one that has the patent of life and death because He's the one that overcame. Amen. So this would apply to everybody. So it's important that we realise. What does that mean? 
means to achieve the fulfilment of the Word in our life in 2024. So I want to go down to the very basics of life today. I want to touch stuff that might make you sad, mad, or glad. Because sometimes people get mad about this. And it's not even going to be about money. (laughs) Honey. So let's go. So this scripture forms part, and I want you to get this, of the collective assignment for this church in 2024. Did you get that? Thinking of more in 2024. If you don't collectively agree, then there is certain things that will not happen in this church because you are part of that becoming a reality. Now that's not putting pressure on you. We need to understand we are the body of Christ. We're a body. You may be an eye, you may be a nose, you may be the hair, I don't know. You may be a finger, a fingernail. I know you might be pinky finger or big finger, you know, or gold finger. I don't know, whichever one. But what's important is that we understand that the Word that God gave us, and He's using Romans 10 verse 8 to 13 as a foundation to get something through to us on the collective assignment in 2024. Amen. So, Do you get this? So the Scriptures become the authority that He gave us. He gave us four Scriptures. I'm not going to go to those Scriptures. I want you to go and look at them and get a hold of them and begin to meditate on them. Because those Scriptures become the transforming power for the areas in our lives and the realisation, the fulfilment of God's mandate of thinking of more in 2024. Always remember this, you never, and I will touch on it maybe a bit later, you never look at God's Word through your personal experience. Your experience cannot quantify the sovereign power of Almighty God. So even when it's good from God and we're living in the fullness, this is important for us to understand this, even when all the good is happening, He is still able to do far more exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we are thinking of at that moment. Have you got this? Because God is transcendent. In other words, He is unlimited in everything that He can do. So it doesn't matter how big your mountain is. Jesus said, if you will speak to your mountain in faith, it will go. Mountain being a type of a situation that's adverse against us. Amen. Can we get this? So the authority, those Scriptures become the authority, working the transformation in our life by that Word of truth. It's not going to be because you can quote them. Thank God if you can. But it's going to be, can you believe them? 
Do you believe them? Will you believe them in the face of adversity? Will you still believe that God said 2024 is thinking of more? Can you see what we're saying here? It's extremely important. And so that whole word has its foundation in our salvation. Hence, the Lord going to Romans 10, verse 8 to 13. It's, you could read on and it would apply as well. But just so that we understanding. So what has to happen with that word is transitioning it from a prophetic word, which is invisible to the visibility of that word taking on substance. So that's where you see the distinction between faith and religion. Are you with me? Because with faith, it takes on substance. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. See? So when we minister the Word here, the whole purpose is that that Word takes on substance. Because that's when God spoke, substance came. Let there be light and there was light. Let there be water and there was water. Well, there's already water. But let the sea and the land separate. Can you see? So your faith must give substance. And that's why it's important that when we say saved, what are we saying? I'm saved. What does that look like? So I would like to pick up on the salvation in Jesus is a wholesome life. And this is where I'm going to start on point number one which we'll only talk about today, point one. So that you can go home and meditate on point number one for an entire week and your week will be different and so will the end of your week. And if you're serious, it'll be different for the rest of your life. That's how powerful God's Word is. So the word wholesome, why would the Holy Ghost take the word wholesome? It's an adjective, right? And it's conducive, listen, important, to good health and physical well-being. Now I'll show you this from the Word. See, the Holy Ghost will speak a word into our heart, but He's got Scripture to back it. People talk, but they don't have the backing of the Word. If you talk, have the Word to back it so that you can believe it. You don't want to just believe information. Amen. So both these attributes are part of being saved. So here's the deal. This year I turn 70. I can decide 
I'm getting old now. Got to slow down a bit. If an ailment comes, do I agree with it? Definitely no. There, thank you, Jesus. Let me go here. The Spirit of God just reminded me of a scripture that will last till the day when I exit and go to be with the Lord. Watch this. Here's your antidote for being old. (laughs) You don't need Viagra. You don't need anything. If the spirit of him, I don't know where the hang that came from. (laughs) Somebody must have needed to hear that. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, when you shall reach the age, the ripe age of 80, you shall have great ailments. Is that what it reads? If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Is that what it says? How? Through the Spirit of Christ who dwells in us. Is that what it says? That's what it says. So there is no mention of that. Oh Lord, that would be God a thing. Just want to Look at this. This was not part of the message, but the Spirit of God quickening Scripture to me here. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my righteousness be revealed in the fullness. Blessed is the man who does this and the son of man who holds fast who keeps the Sabbath, not profaning it, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Amen. I want to look at another one here. Watch this. Sing, O barren one, who did not bear, break forth into singing, cry aloud, you who have not been in labour, For the children of the desolate will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Sing, barren one. What's it talking about? Fruitfulness. I could read on. um, But let's go to this one. For not, uh, fear not, for you will not be ashamed 
Be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will reproach of your and, and the reproach of your widowhood, in other words, barrenness of your life, and you will remember no more. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer, and the God of the whole earth he is called. For the Lord has called you like a a wife deserted and grieved in spirit, like a youth of wife when she is cast off, says the Lord. For a brief moment I deserted you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In overflowing anger for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I have compassion on you, says the Lord of hosts. I think we've made our point clear. Amen. Amen. So let's look at the word saved. It's the Greek word sozo. And it means to protect. That's what it means. It means to deliver. So in the context of Romans 8 verse 11, if there is sickness in my body, how can I not be delivered? How can I not be protected against disease? I didn't say the enemy is not going to try. What I'm trying to position you to understand, because if you watch what's going on in the world, sickness and disease according to the gurus, is increasing in variance and all kinds of things. And so it's incumbent upon us to understand that our salvation equals protection, deliverance. It includes health. It literally means health. It talks about being preserved. Your salvation is a state where you are preserved, where a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near to you. So what I believe the Holy Ghost wants us to do is to lay hold of these truths. If you are saved, it means that you will do well in spiritual, mental, social, physical, financial. Now you may not be there yet, but you have the potential because of the Word of God within you. And if you'll believe God and allow the Spirit of God to unlock those truths in your life so they dominate your thinking, your planning and your living, then you'll see the manifestation that much quicker. Can I get an amen? It literally means to be and make whole. Well, if I've got sickness, how can I be whole? Now don't get into condemnation if there are things that you're working through in your health. The reason God would bring this Word is so that we don't go any further into it. 
Come on. I want to challenge us that have grey hair. Don't you be toning down now and saying, oh, well, this old pain, you know, my grandfather had it and his father had it. and It's hereditary, you know. Well, how about the blood of Jesus? How about the broken body of Christ on the cross? That's also hereditary to those who believe. Hello. Hello, don't shut me down when I'm preaching good now. Come on. So meditating on this truth aligns our thinking. Aligns our thinking. Aligns our thinking. I'll go there, Lord. Let me just go to one scripture of the four because I just um, can't go any further till we do this. Um, I'm going to drive this new car now. Um, watch this. So remember what we're saying, thinking of more health in 2024. Then he says, finally, brothers. What does that mean? Listen, finally, get it. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, is the Word of God true? Whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. How many of you woke up this morning and did a bit of this thinking? Now don't put your hand up if you didn't because you're a liar. (laughs) Come on. He tells us what we should be thinking about. Well, I don't know, you know, you look around the world today. Why are you looking at the world? (laughs) The Bible says, keep the Word before you. Don't look left, don't look right. Keep the Word before you. That doesn't mean we're naive and we don't understand what's going on in the world. But when we see the world in the current state, we know there's an urgency to preach the Gospel because the King is coming. Amen. So we change tack. Instead of getting depressed, we get revolutionary. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. So it's not for debate. That's what I want you to hear. Because you're going to leave this place today. You're going to go and sit around your roast, if you have one, or your braflees, and you're going to debate this. I know what he's saying, but I think it's extreme. You know, let me explain to you what the doctor said to me. We're not against doctors. If it weren't for doctors, we'd, half of us would be dead. That's just the reality. Amen. God put doctors in the earth. Amen. Remember, He didn't want a king for Israel, but they wanted a king. So He gave them a king. Amen. The Bible tells us, the Bible does not speak of any medical profession in the wilderness. It speaks of the serpent was raised. They looked at the serpent and they were healed. Hello. 
You know your Bible. This is how God works. Amen. Amen. Come on, family. It's like so amazing. It sounds like Star Wars. But it is so simple. You just simply have to believe. If you will meditate on the Word and you'll believe, then you're away. So we don't know what's in people's hearts. And the reason I'm raising this, or we don't know what they believe and we don't know what they allow in their lives. So you do not listen to the opinion of man because you don't know what the real truth is. In fact, the Bible says that only the Spirit of God knows the heart of God. For who can know the Spirit of man? Save the man who is the Spirit is in. Amen. Like my dad used to say, one of the sound advices he gave me, there's one person you can't bull and that's yourself. You can lie to me, son, but you know you've lied. I may never be able to find out, but you know. And that's the truth. When the Word of God reflects into our life, we don't condemn ourselves. We say, I'm not here, Lord, help me. Jesus, have mercy upon me. Let me get here. Holy Ghost, let me separate my life further to grasp the reality of living with you in the Spirit. Can you hear this? So I want you to see this. We don't know people's hearts. And the reason I'm raising it is people have died, but they were prayed for. We are not God. You have to pray. You have to believe. You have to lay hands on the sick because the Bible said so. Not just lay hands on the sick in unbelief, but build up your faith. But always remember, you don't know where people's hearts are. Today's realities come from yesterday's decisions. Today's Decisions affect tomorrow's realities. If you start today to believe God, you'll be amazed where you'll be at the end of 2024. And you won't have to wait till the end. It'll be even sooner than that. Okay, so our responsibility in our salvation, in being saved, is that we believe God's Word. What it says, there will be a tendency to want to work out what's happening there. Why is that happening? That's the devil. Be careful. Be careful. The Bible says, remove the pole out of your own eye and then the splinter out of the other person's eye because we judge. So the more, and I want you to hear this, we're pursuing is not rooted in reasonable or plausible words. Did you get that? I'm gonna take you to the Word. This is where it is, in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. If you start to think, 
if you allow yourself to believe. The Bible speaks in 2 Corinthians 7 that this is a vessel, an earthen vessel, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. When did we get so full of ourselves that we become judge and jury of God's Word? Hello. I don't care how much you have read the Bible. The moment you begin to judge God's Word to your experience, I will stop listening to you. Amen, family. Amen. Do we have the conviction? My wife and I watched an Iranian woman. We watched it. She gave her testimony. She became a Christian under the revolutionary God as they are right now. And she was arrested. It's a long testimony, but I'm going to give you the headlines. She was arrested, a very pretty girl, young, even younger than she was on the testimony, which is just being given. And she was taken, went back into Israel, went back into Iran and started to distribute Bibles. Its sentence is death. There is no Christianity in Iran. It is illegal. And it carries the penalty of death. She was taken and she was thrown into prison. I won't go through all that stuff. They belittled her and they would strip her down naked and stare at her and tell her to deny God. She would not deny the Lord. She went before the judge. He said to her, you are going to get hung. Deny this thing of your faith. She said, then hang me. I will not deny Christ. Today she walks free preaching the gospel, but every so many around her for lesser crimes, she watched them die, being killed, persecuted, hung upside down. Don't tell me God can't protect you. And if you do die under that process, what the hang, you're back in heaven. So you just can't lose. I'm not saying it's pleasant. I just said to my wife, if you look at her, she looks like a highly successful businesswoman from New York City. You would never say she went through that. How did she get saved? Not by man. She had a dream. Jesus appeared to her. He can get people saved. Amen. How convinced are you and I about our salvation? How fluffy and weak and useless is our commitment to our faith? The Bible says in Romans 1, 16 and 17, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of life unto salvation. Amen. Lay hold of this until it becomes a reality. So let's go to those Scriptures so we can read them. Uh, 1 Corinthians, and then we're about finished. This Word is powerful, and it delivers. 
Look at this verse 4. And my speech and my message were not with plausible words of wisdom, the old King James says, with words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, a wholesome life in the salvation of Christ is when we live in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That does not mean you go around prophesying over everybody. That's the easiest thing in the world to do because you're not accountable anyway. Well, you should be, but you know what I'm saying. So I want you to, I want to caution you about that. This is doing the works of Christ and living in a place of overcoming victory in Him. Amen. And then verse 5 is the next verse I want to look at. So you don't base your salvation on your experience or the experience of any other person. Now, you may see a manifestation of somebody's faith and that's good as an encouragement, but you do not base your faith on somebody else's experience. That is very silly. Let's go to verse five. So that your faith, the Bible says, might rest, might not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. I implore you in the name of Jesus that your salvation is not based on the opinion of men. I have not, there's nothing wrong with watching sermons, etc., etc. But be careful what you are watching. Are you listening? Are you discerning? Or are you just hearing? Amen. You would be even far greater blessed if you allowed the great teacher to take that time and sit with the Word and say to God, Father, speak to me from your Word. Amen. Amen. So that you get what I would like to call raw faith. Straight from the throne room of heaven. Amen. Amen. You see, the Bible says we're not to be, I, I, I don't have time to go to the Scripture now, but basically you're not to be watching and speaking after the faith of others. Speak after the faith of your own life. That's the greatest testimony. Now we can give testimony, obviously. But do you understand the context that your salvation is so real to you that there is a manifestation of the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost? And it can be in a small measure, it might be something that's so small that the Lord delivers you out of, but it can also grow to big things. Amen. amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Okay. So, in verse in the in the New King James and the Old King James, Romans ten ten talks about salvation. In this version, it talks about being saved. And so, just to clarify, in case you read the word salvation, what does salvation mean? It's the Hebrew. It's the Greek word soteria, and it means to rescue, to safety. 
both physically and morally. It means to bring health and deliver. So there's no ways you can get around being healed. You can't excuse it. Now, if you want to stay sick, that's your prerogative. Um, But you understand, this is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. Amen. That's what salvation means. Rescue to safety, physically and morally. What is morally? Living a moral life in God. Not, not, not allowing the things of the world, the smut of the world. A little bit of porno here and a little bit of porno there. It'll corrupt your life. I'm warning you badly. Don't go there. So questioning is a devilish tool and it fosters doubt and unbelief. When you question, when you question, when you question, Jesus appeared just as He was leaving. He appeared to the 12 as they were locked away. And the Bible says He rebuked them for their hardness of heart. In other words, their inability to believe. And He brought correction to them. Why? Because if we don't believe His work on the cross is futile to our lives, we have no benefit from the cross. And the whole purpose of him doing that was to eliminate the curse from the human race for those who would believe that he was raised from the dead and seated at the right hand of God the Father. It just is that simple. But when we question that devilish tool, kicks into fostering doubt and unbelief. Yes, no, no, I know Jesus heals, but you remember Auntie Joan, we prayed for her and she fracked. (laughs) And that's the question. You're questioning. You don't understand where she was. You don't understand what was in her heart. And I don't have time, because I'm out of time, I don't have time to go through experiences that people have come close to death and have said, it's because of what I did. I opened a door. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? One of the things, I don't want to put names out here, but one of a prominent, some of you would know from the story I'm about to share, one of the prominent um, men of God who's elderly now, um, when his mother was in hospital and very sick, he went and he prayed for her. And he's had people raised from the dead under his hand. I don't know how many, one, two, I'm not sure, but certainly I know of one. And she never got healed. Listen to this. So he goes before the Lord and he says, God, basically putting his credentials before the Lord in the sense of saying, I believed you all my life. I've seen so many miracles. How can my own mother not 
be healed. Listen carefully. This is what the Lord answered him immediately. He said this to him. He said, I have spoken to your mother repeatedly to sleep and rest her body. But she doesn't listen. She prays all night. Her body is exhausted. Let her come home. This is the Creator who created this body. Do you want to know? If you know anything about Jesse DePlantis, he was working his heart out for the ministry. And an angel of the Lord came to him in the night and said to him, sleep, the Lord says you must sleep. And he slept for 12 hours. He hadn't slept for 12 hours in months or many months. So do you understand if you violate certain natural laws, I cannot drive down this road at 90 kilometres an hour over the speed bumps, round the circle and not have an accident and say, well, the Lord will protect me. You don't tempt Christ that way. Are you with me? You're just an idiot if you do that. Right? Can you see? And so we don't know where people are living. They sincere many times. Most times people are sincere, but sometimes they're sincerely wrong. Come on, come on. Questioning is a devilish tool. It fosters unbelief in our hearts and our minds about God's character and the trustworthiness and the integrity of His Word. That's what the devil wants. Get us to doubt the integrity and the trustworthiness of God's Word. So I close with this. Allow God's Word of salvation to radically transform your life and give you a wholesome life in 2024, give you a wholesome life in 2024. If you do have physical ailments, set your compass on the Word of God this year. Don't try and force the hand of God because He discerns the heart. Just speak His Word, believe His Word, and allow Him to be God. Luke 12, 32, and we close. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God is not schizophrenic. He doesn't tell you one thing and do another. So I implore you, in the name of Jesus, family, will you live in the pleasure of your Father in His kingdom this year and not in the spirit of lack, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, and socially. Amen. Amen. God bless you.